Welcome to Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow. I'm your host, Sean Robinson. Today recording from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, actually inside the Cathedral Learning. What you know about the Cathedral? Not a few classes here. A few classes. That voice here, our special guest today, Mr. Matt Galambos. But first, who you with? Yeah, yeah. Who you with? Matty G, what's up, boss? Appreciate you having me today. You doing all right? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Matty G, so Matt Galambos, uh, former University of Pittsburgh standout, yep. uh, NFL athlete. Yep. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Matty G, when did you get that nickname? I got it when I was probably when I first started playing sports. I think Little League, basketball, football. I had the same coach. Back then, he was the same coach for every sport, I feel like. Okay. So he got to see a lot of me. Um, and just kind of just stuck then, kind of Matty G. Matty G. Everyone just started saying it. Okay, <laughs> that is just a great nickname. Yeah. Now, have you had any other nicknames? Not really. I mean, really, just my last name. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I was going to talk about that. Like, so, did I pronounce it correctly? You did. You okay. Did. So okay. It is, it is Galambos. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say Galambos, and I caught it. I started getting that in high school. Galambos, okay. Galambos, and that kind of stuck. But either way, I mean, it's. So, it's, how do you spell it? How, how do you spell your last name? It's G-A-L-A-M-B-O-S. Okay. So if you kind of sound it out like Galambos, right. it's kind of easy. But Do you remember like the worst pronunciation of your name? No. You don't? No. Oh, actually, I did. my uh, In middle school, my eighth grade principal or assistant principal said like Columbus. Okay. <laughs> like, I just looked over to the right. like, like Columbus. was like, all right. Yeah. They call, you, they call you the... Um, uh, so 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 your your last name sometimes they'll have nicknames for that yeah or like Galapagos okay that's not like that's just like something funny with it if people just say that I kind of like it too <laughs> dig it but we're going with Maddie G today yeah, is that cool good. there good. it is Maddie G so Matt where uh, where are you from from Philly right outside Philly so a lot of people from Pittsburgh a lot of people that go to Pitt they say they're from Philly right they're really outside of Philly <laughs> that's true of exactly. Um, I'm probably the closest to being outside of Philly than a lot of people. I'm like right by the airport, um, close to Southwest Philly. Okay. And it's called Delaware County. We call it Delco. Delco. Very powerful. Okay. So <laughs> it's called Collingdale, PA. That's where I'm from. The little little barrel. It's tiny. So. So, talk a little bit more. Brothers, sisters. Yeah, we got an older older sister who's in her late twenties, and an older brother who's in his early thirties. Um, just kind of us three. That's not not. Too big, but you know, just three of us, and then eight grandchildren. Wow! So I guess I guess that's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, it is a lot. So, so you said your sister younger, older, older. Oh, both older. older. Yep. So you're the baby. I am. I was I was the baby of my whole family until I turned 21. I'm 23 now. So a few years ago, one of my cousins just had a baby. So my grandma just became a great grandma for the first time. So I was a baby for 21 years. Now she's got all the all the, the spotlight now. So I was a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you treated as the baby? Did you get special baby uh, treatments? All my cousins and my brother and sister, they say I did for my grandma, but I, I didn't really see it. So Of course you didn't see it. You're the recipient of it. <laughs> and if you did, you're not going to admit to it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you're the baby, but are you the baby in size, though? No, I'm, I'm the biggest one. Okay. Yeah, by far, I think. Cause, so what is your size? Uh, probably like six, let's say six two on a good day. Right. Six one and some change, like two, 
35, you know. So. so, football player. Yeah. Middle linebacker. Absolutely. Did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, I played. So growing up, I played basketball, obviously football, baseball. I did track and field. But once I got to high school, it was really just football. And then I did track and field, but it was really just field. Like I wasn't running 100. I was doing shot put and discus and like kind of training and working out with our strength coach uh, to get ready for pit high school. So, so well, I, I swam too, fifth and sixth grade. How about that? Yeah, so that was fun. How about that? Yeah. Could you freestyle pretty good? Pretty yeah, well? I thought that, was, that might have been my best one at her backstroke, you know, either one. So I, was just, I tried to be an athlete as best I can. And that was my grandma. She kind of pushed me to get in everything, all types of sports. So, What about baseball? What position? Whatever they needed. Um, what position did you more, prefer? More catcher. Okay. Yeah. Catcher first base. Um, sometimes pitcher, but not really. You had a decent arm? It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> I did a little knuckleball. That's it. Like nothing, nothing wild. So, so uh, outside of Philly, yeah. uh, let's talk about your uh, high school days. What do you want to know? Yeah, let's talk about, so how were you as a student? Uh, I was a really good student. I was actually really smart. Um, I was smart. No, I, I try to I try to learn as much as I can right now. But like back in high school, the high school I went to was a very prestigious high school. It still is. It's called the Haverford School. It's an all all boys private school. Um, it's definitely way different my freshman year from what I was used to growing up in my elementary school, public elementary school. Um, but those four years went by, and it like really it pushes like the standards are so high academically. That like you want to succeed, like you don't you don't want to be the guy amongst your peers to be, you know, getting a lower grade and this and that. Like you really want to succeed at what you're doing, and I think that school really opened up a lot of doors for me, especially to uh, to come here at Pitt. So I knew Pitt was like one of the best schools academically and athletically, which I wanted to do both. So but it was good. It was good for four years. I liked it. Now. The school that you end up going to, is it close to where you grew up or did you have to travel? So I did travel. So it was really only like nine or ten miles away, but traffic-wise, because it's like very urban, it's probably like 30 to 40 minutes. And I'll take a bus the first like two and a half years, three years, and I finally got able to drive. So I got my sister's car that she passed down when she got a new one. I feel like that's just how it is. Kind that's of how nice. it is. So yeah, that was definitely big time once you could drive yourself. And then your senior year, your, your classes, I mean, you might have, like, four classes, five classes, and then, like, three periods and stuff, so. Yo, that senior year, oh, I remember my senior year. Especially the spring. The spring semester of your senior year was good. Yeah, and you know what school you're going to, what yeah. university, oh, you just yeah. get a bunch of uh, gear for your university and yeah. enjoy those fun. last few months. Exactly. Did you go to the prom? I did. Yeah, we had, so we would have, we didn't have a junior or senior prom, it's just if you were a junior and senior, it was combined. That makes sense. So, like, yes. we had the same prom two years, I guess. The same. Like, you were eligible both years to go to the same one. So. Did you go? You go both times? Junior and senior year? I did. Both years? I did, yeah. So, how was the um, how was the vibe? How was the music there? <laughs> uh, it was basically like any other prom or, like, kind of like wedding. Like, if you, th if you hear some songs, like, you know what songs would be playing at a wedding, like We Are Family, like Celebration and stuff like that. So it's just kind of very similar to that, not the best. And so I know this about you, but our audience may not know, you're kind of a music guy. I, I love music. I listen to music every single day. I think anyone that knows me knows like how much like I love music. Like, it really gets me through like any any type of like mood or anything I'm doing. So what genre of music do you like? 
So I don't discriminate against anything, um, but I do love like EDM, which is like electronic dance music, um, house music, stuff like that. Love rap and hip hop. Love, you know, kind of like R and B slow jam stuff like that too. So I, I kind of like all all types of music. If you could only listen to one musical artist for the next thirty days, who would it be? Across all all music. All music. You only listen to one. You can listen to all of their catalog, but only one. Who you going with? So this is definitely, I think, an easy pick for even a lot of people, uh, but definitely Drake. I feel like I haven't heard a bad song in <laughs> I don't know how long, so if I'm only stuck with him, like, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Now, did you play any instruments growing up or I, now? I did. I did in, uh, in middle school. I played the trumpet. It was, uh, my grandma definitely didn't like it uh, just because it was so loud trying to practice in the house. So I didn't practice that much, so I wasn't that good. <laughs> So I definitely did that. I tried to do as much as I can growing up and just kind of feel out what I wanted to do. So I tried to get involved in like little clubs and stuff. So playing the trumpet, did you take lessons? Did you learn how to read music? Very, very basic uh, music that I could read, like nothing crazy. I try to teach myself with the piano just because now, because I love music so much, especially with like EDM, the piano is like key to a lot of the music. Kind of sets the foundation for a lot of it. So I try to like learn a little bit, but I can't really read music. I just have like an ear, I guess. Great. So growing up, I played the alto saxophone. Yeah. So I started off reading a little, reading a little music, play a little by ear as well. So it sounds like similar. Yeah. And when the last time you picked up a trumpet? Was it like was it middle school? Probably eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, okay. Seventh grade maybe. And so if you if you were to pick up an instrument now, it would be the piano. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would definitely want to learn how to play that for sure. Cool. So you going with Drake? Yeah, I think that'd be good. I think there's just he just has so much music out there. Like even from when I was in middle school or like high school really, like growing up, like he's been making music since then. It's just like I've never heard a bad one. How about that? Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad pick. So I usually go with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Thirty days straight. He's got a lot too. Yeah, I usually go with Michael Jackson, but I couldn't I wouldn't go wrong with Drake either. Yeah. So you you met you mentioned middle school, you listened to Drake in middle school, but you also said something that stood out that there was a difference between your middle school, public school you went to in comparison to your high school. So yeah. talk a little bit more about the differences and the transition. Yeah, so like the place that I, I grew up in Collingdale, PA, um, it wasn't a very, I guess, affluent place. Um, I mean, I'm very, I'm prideful where I came from. I think a lot of people are. That's kind of like their roots. Kind of helped made me who I am today. Uh, it's definitely rugged. And like just the elementary school we went to, like it was just a public school. Um, you know, a lot of people in the community didn't make a lot of money. Uh, and then the high school I went to was just like a, a cultural shock because I went from being a minority in elementary school to not in high school and just a lot of people had money in high school. You know, and that's not good, bad, or ugly. That's just kind of the way it is. And kind of seeing both ends of the spectrum, they really helped me going into college. And like right now, I got to see like both of it. So, hmm. the, um, so the transition from high school to college. Uh, so do you think that transition, did I help you from transitioning from middle school to transition you gotta make to high school? Did I help you? Going into college. Yes. I think going to college was easy. Okay. I mean, especially, I think as athletes, the football team, we were here. So I graduated early June of 13 and I started pit two weeks later. Wow, and no cause time. You're, Cause you're yeah. in there in the summer. Right. So it's like, that that transition is just so fast you have no time to like think like oh i'm in college or like to transition and stuff like that so um it was definitely easy especially you're with the football team the entire time 
that like you don't you're not worried about anything else. You're just worried about like working out, practicing and stuff. So who re who recruited you to kind of pit? Uh, Coach Chris and Coach Huber. Okay. Huber is actually from South Philly. So him him and my grandma, we all I think when they came we had like cheesesteaks and stuff. How about when that? Yeah, visits, so they really they enjoyed it. Speaking of cheesesteaks, where's the spot to go to? So everyone, everyone's gonna say Pat's. So if, if you're from, if you're not from Philly, they say go to Pat's and Geno's. If you're from Geno's, I, I, I've actually had Geno's before. If you're from Philly, you're not gonna say Pat's and Geno's just because it says a tourist trap. Okay. Um, not saying they're bad. Right, 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 right. So yeah. The overarching theme is just you could go to a lot of mom and pop shops that have cheesesteaks and they're just as good and they're obviously cheaper. But if you've never been to Pat's and Geno's, I think it's good to go. That's why I say people about when people come to Pittsburgh, same thing with Permanis. I think it's definitely good to go and you try and you kind of form your own opinion. Correct. But I so, do like uh, Del Sandro's though. Del Sandro's cheesesteaks in Philly. Okay. All right. I was going to ask you if you going to give us one. Yeah, okay. That's one. That's Del Sandro's. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you get a cheesesteak every time you go back home or do you get, is it, does it get played out? So I try to just because I don't really get a lot out here. I didn't this past weekend when I was just home. So I was a little disappointed, but it'd be all right. Okay. Philly cheesesteaks. How about that? <laughs> Philly cheesesteaks. So, uh, you played well enough your senior year mm -hmm. to receive a scholarship to come to Pitt. Yeah. Were there any other schools you were considering? Yeah, so uh, it was actually, so Temple was my first offer. Right there in Philly? Right there in Philly. That was kind of the spring of my junior year. It was kind of late in comparison to other kids in my area that I thought I was at least the same level or better than. I was like, I'm really getting recruited late. Um, but it was Temple. Then it kind of, once you get one, it kind of like snowballs a little bit. So it's really just schools around the area, Syracuse, Pitt, um, Rutgers, and then some of the Ivy League, because of the because of the high school I went to, it opened the doors for Ivy League. So like that, some of those, like Harvard and Yale was a possibility, and it's hard to turn them down. But like I said, I wanted to play at the highest level, like academically and athletically. And at my high school, we didn't have a ton of, I guess, fans at the game. Like the football experience, around it wasn't that big so I wanted to come and play it in the ACC and one of the biggest stages so right now what other position did you play <laughs> in high school linebacker tight end uh, little receiver but not really okay. more tight end and then my senior year I played running back tailback fullback yeah, like running back seriously like yeah like seven yards deep hit the hole how like, about that six inch splits power like let's go who was your high school number 47. Oh, 47. Yeah. Okay. And that was your number at Pitt. Yeah. So you kept it. So did you get the number as soon as you got to Pitt? Yeah. No one else. No one likes 47. That's why I like Like, no one has it. That's why I like it. Now, so that is a great uh, reason for it. Is there a deeper meaning behind that? So I was always 20, number 22 my whole like, career. So I played running back mm -hmm. through, like, elementary school, middle school, stuff like that. Deuce, so I Deuce. Loved, yeah. Deuce Staley and Emma Smith, like, growing up. Um, Makes sense. So then... When I started, like I started on varsity my sophomore year of high school, everyone was like, you should get this number of a linebacker that's just graduating who's really good and wanted to go play on a temple. And I was like, thanks, but like I want to start my own number. I don't want to like walk in somebody else's shadow, their footsteps. So I wanted to start 47, kind of make that my own thing. I like it. So 47. Yeah. So Pitt, what did you major? What was your major? Communications. Yeah. Three and a half years. So how was the student part of being an athlete for you? The student part wasn't that bad. Like I said, my high school really prepared me prepared me to do <clears throat> to do the schoolwork. Um, the difference was I went from going having classes with seventeen people to having a lecture with 
300 yeah. people. Yeah, that's a big That difference. was the only thing. I was like, I'm like, you sit in the back, you're like, the teacher has no idea if you're there or not. You know, so it's hard to like really learn that way. But the schoolwork itself wasn't bad at all. It was definitely hard. My first, my freshman year, that fall, that season of playing and doing the work, I think that was my hardest time here. So, but after that, I was good. So you graduated in three and a half years. How were you able to do that? I mean, talk a little bit about some of the techniques where it's time management. Definitely, definitely time management. You have to understand, like, as a student athlete, like, when you practice, when you have to lift, when you have to go to your study hall. When you go to study hall, actually, like, work, like, do your schoolwork. Don't just, like, kind of mess around and stuff like that. That's important. Yeah, listen to music. So as long as you just stay on top of the stuff and then don't fall behind, I think it's really good. And then go and talk to your teachers, too. Just because a lot of times people think if you're an athlete, you kind of, like, get stuff, like, given to you or... Or maybe a teacher's out to get you or something like that. But if like if you go and literally talk with the teacher, hey, I have a problem with this or I got a question with this, um, a lot of times they're, they're willing to help you. I think that helps too. Yeah. No, that's a great point that you made because oftentimes, you know, so stereotypes about athletes where they're, you know, things are given to them. They don't want to work. Yeah. They're not really engaged. All they want to do is play sports, especially at the collegiate level. But to show that interest and in that, that you, you, you want to be engaged and you want to, you want to be helped nine times out of ten they'll be I would even say ten times out of ten that they're 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 willing to help you when you yeah, especially when you show that that initiative yeah for sure so what is your most memorable moment on the football field at Pitt? there's just it's like cliche but there's so many right uh, I, but so like I'll give you a few and then I'll give you an overarching kind of like I guess memory uh definitely Clemson. Going down and beating Clemson. My roommate's Chris Blewett. He was at, at the time. So, I mean, him having that kick. And he'll go hit. So, he was the ACC kicker of the week that week. Obviously, I mean, just beat number two team, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so let's take it back. For those who don't know what you're speaking right, about. Yeah. So, what uh, year was that? 2016? <laughs> so my senior year. 16? 16. 2016. Yeah, um, we go down. Clemson is undefeated. I think they're number two at the time. That was also the year they won a national championship. So, we went down. They had uh, Deshaun at the quarterback. Deshaun quarterback yep. having a great year. We went down there just kind of with our backs against the wall, kind of just, you know, we knew we weren't going to have really any fans besides maybe some of our family that traveled down. And speak, well, and I was there. So I got, yeah, yeah, I consider family. I will say this. I'll let you get back to it. My, so my wife and I uh, tr- made the trip to the game, and I tell you this, they were some of the nicest fans yeah. I've ever been so part of with the opposing team i mean inviting us to tailgate yep. it was telling us the good luck it, it was it was it was incredible and one of the things i really stood out at the beginning of the game i don't know if you all were in still in the locker room or not but they actually opened up the game with a prayer and then they sung god bless america and i remember with the prayer towards the end they said um uh, basically said god Keep the rain until after the game. Something along those lines. Everybody's like, "Amen." <laughs> but I, I, we really, from the uh, fans' perspective, we had a great experience there at Clemson. Yeah. But go ahead. That's what a lot of people were saying. Yeah. Like, it was just everyone was just so nice. Um, so backs against the wall. Yeah, backs against the wall. We just kind of went down there. You know, our offense was loaded that year. You know, James Conner was leading the way. Peterman, we had Orned off a lot of guys, um, and we just try to score as many points as we can. Our defense, we were trying to stop them, score as many points. It was kind of a shootout, went back and forth. Uh, they had, there was probably like, whatever time was, a minute left. They had like a fourth down. We kind of stopped them on that fourth down to give our 
probably around midfield. Offense got the ball, drove it probably 20, 30 yards, put us in field goal range. Then my my roommate, my buddy Chris Blewett, hit the game winning field goal, and we were just like going nuts. Yeah, that was that was insane. Yeah, that was great. That was a great time. It was worth the drive. We drove from Atlanta. It's about a three hour drive. It was every bit worth of that drive. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. It was like so surreal. Yeah, I remember. Time. I jumped on the uh, on the uh, jumped off the the rail, jumped on the field. It, it was a great time. Yeah, looking for someone to hug. Right. <laughs> so what else? What else stands out? Uh, not at doesn't stand out as much, mm-hmm. but the fact that I'm from Eastern PA, everyone is a Penn State fan there. So coming to Pitt, and we didn't have a Pitt Penn State rivalry at the time because it's been dormant for however many years. Yeah, actually, since uh, 2000, so it was 16 years. Yeah, and that was uh, I was in that game. Yeah. That was my sophomore year. Yeah, got to pick that game. We won 12-0, danced that game a little bit, held a pit. But go ahead, yes, it's, yeah, it's so been, it was 16 down, years. Yeah, so it's been 16 years. They were coming to Heinz Field. I always, excuse me, wanted to play against them and obviously win. Um, and we did my senior year. We, we had a great year that year. It was really fun. We had a lot of big wins. Yeah, a lot of big wins. Yeah, yeah I think there was uh, some missed opportunities there. We're going to have the, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah it had a, had a squad. I mean, you just had some of the names. Yeah, it had, had, a, had a nice stable characters there. We did. It was really strong. So... Your pit career. Wait, you know what? I was going to bring something up. Syracuse, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened to Syracuse? Yeah, well, my junior, the, the fake punt. Yes. Yeah, so that, so that was actually, that was good, too. I actually forgot. Uh, that was my junior year. We're at Syracuse, tight ball game. Um, and it was like fourth down. And our special teams coordinator was like, yeah, like we're running this fake. I was like, all right, like good. Like anytime <laughs> I have an opportunity to get the ball, <laughs> Because coming from high school, you touch ball all the time. You get the pit, I'm playing linebacker, you don't get it unless you get a pick or somewhere, fumble recovery. Like, so it was really hard to get the ball, so it was like kind of designed for me. And the punter, who's one of my good friends now, and even through college, is also from Philly or from right outside Philly. Right outside. So it was a little Philly connection where he just threw it, and I had like a 12-yard reception for a first down that like led to Chris Blewett to kick another game win a field goal. Yeah. So that was, that was big time. That was fun. Yeah, that was big. That was big. So that uh, took you back to your uh, high school days, your running back days, yeah. huh? Yeah, <laughs> a little too. If I dropped it, it would have been bad. <laughs> nah. So uh, you, while you while you were school and even be uh, after school, you supported Orange Earl and the work. Yeah. Do you remember how did you first heard it? Uh, when did you first hear about Orange Earl? I'm trying to remember how did we get connected. I think you. I think you're just walking in the locker room. You may. Did you ever talk to the team? Or maybe it was through Ron, Adoku. Yeah, Ron Adoki. Yes. Yeah, out of class. Class. That's you what it was. You came in and you started yes. talking. I was like, yes. oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And then I'd see you around the facility, see you in the locker room, and I got your number, and we're just going back and forth. And I think, I don't know what the first event was, but I remember there was a scavenger hunt. Like, yes, you know. exactly. So that was, we're recording here in Cathedral, yep. uh, the most one of the most recognizable buildings in the city of Pittsburgh, yep. especially on campus. But uh, yeah, it was the Summer Academy. And you came and volunteered there at Summer Academy, and yeah. it was a scavenger hunt within the cathedral. That was really cool. And wow. Then, yeah. And after that, trying to go to kind of different things, I just wanted, didn't want to just go to one. So anytime you kind of like need somewhere, if you were in town or, you know, if we were both in town, I think it worked out where trying to come stop by and just see the kids just hang out, really. I mean, there's nothing like to it. It's not a lot of work for me just to come, you know, hang out and talk to the kids, so. It's always cool, always fun. Now I appreciate your support. Yeah, like Boys and Girls Club, yeah. uh, Dying with Gentlemen. Yeah. So, 
with Orange Arrow existing to making sure athletes become better people than they are athletes. Mm -hmm. Speak to why is that important, what we're all about. Well, I think it's very relevant to me, I think, right now. Because, I mean, like you said, you always have the statistic of, like, how many people don't go pro or don't go professional. And, like, no one's saying that your dream shouldn't be to play at the highest level. I think that should be your dream or compete at the highest level. Go through college, do, do the most you can on the field, but also do the most you can off the field. Because a lot of times you go in, especially me and my situation right now, you know, you, you put all this work into football, and you put a lot of work off the field too, but football is going to be done at some point, or basketball or baseball, whatever the sport is. So for kids to understand that they can't just be so one-sided of all football and athletics, they have to have that balance between the two. I think it's good that they're prepared for whenever their time is done, whether that's before college or during college or after college or something like that. So I think they should always just be prepared. Um, to be done, but still constantly push that competitiveness and try to play at the highest level. That's great. And so you talk about the situation now. So let me take you back. Down with playing football at Pitt. Talk about what happens after that in your pursuit of being was, a professional athlete. Kind of a, a whirlwind and kind of a shock of the definitely introduction of how uh, cutthroat uh, the business is, which is the NFL. Um, I think it's a great great uh, organization to be a part of if you're in it. If you're not in it, it's definitely very stressful trying to get back in it. Um, but right after kind of like I was done, it was pro day, then it was a draft, and I thought maybe best case, this is like really best case, I was get drafted like super, super late, like seventh round. And so pro day, so, so we're on the same page, pro day is the opportunity for you to display your, your skills in front of a group of uh, scouts, NFL scouts. Like the NFL combine is yep. your school. There it is, yep. Um, with Great. all your pit guys. Yep, so best case scenario. Best case, super best case. I was like, oh, I'll get drafted super, super late seventh round. If not, I know I'll be an undrafted free agent, which is basically if you're not drafted, that a team can sign you right after the draft. So I was like, oh, like I'll get that, like no problem, like we're cool. So then like the whole draft went, and then like whatever the time was, like half hour to hour, like got no phone call, like no word of like not being an undrafted free agent. I was like, I was kind of confused. Um, then my agent called me and was like, hey, you're going to a, a tryout uh, at the rookie minicamp, which is just all the rookies go and just kind of like a weekend of practices. It's not, it doesn't sound that exciting, but, you know, you're going to a rookie. It's an opportunity. Yeah, it's yeah. an opportunity. Right. You go to a rookie minicamp with Kansas City as a tryout guy. And if they like you, they can sign you. I said, okay, that's cool. So I went there. Nothing happened. Um, and then he was like, okay, you have another one with the Steelers the following week. I said, all right, like, I'll, you just go into it. Same thing like Clemson, like back against the wall. You know, you got literally nothing to lose. Like you just go have fun and just play football. Don't worry about nothing else. Uh, and they liked me and they signed me after the, after the tryout, after the rookie camp. And I was kind of with them through the whole off season into the training camp and then got cut and then signed on practice squad. Got cut like two more times in between that, signed back, and then got hurt. Like two days after I got signed back to uh, one of the weeks, which is like, I've never been hurt in my life. Like, what happened? Just uh, partially tore my calf. Doing a drill? Yeah, just it Working was out? Just like a get off drill, like two point stance, like just bursting out, like kind of pre practice too. So like I got signed back on like a Monday and got hurt like that Wednesday. Wow. After sitting for, or after not being, after being with them week one and then not being with them for week two, three, four. Then got signed back, then got hurt. I was like, wow, this is crazy. But then I got signed back again in January. 
So this whole year of 2018 from January to uh, basically September 1st, I was with them again. Okay. So it's kind of back on that cycle, like right. training, working out, and just staying ready. So. Wow. Uh, so the so you're just getting into it. You see other guys deal, dealing with it because people see that the side where the so we say with the Steelers, we see the Antonio Brown side or the Ben Roethlisberger side or the Drew Brees just recently yeah. set the record. You see that side if you hear about that. But even from your experience, but then seeing other guys dealing with, I'm on it this week, I'm off this week. Like just talk about that journey. That has to be that has to be tough. Yeah, uh, it's definitely tough. But I think you just try to stay positive uh, every day. I, I try to pride myself on being positive and kind of bringing that energy. Um, because if, if you don't have any like kind of positivity, it's just any any outlook on life is just I think it has to be good. Uh, no matter the situation, but it's definitely yeah. So right now, like I'll work out at the pit facility with our strength strength staff, football staff, uh, with me and a handful of other guys who I play with at pit who are in the same situation. And I think it's good that we're all together doing it because uh, it's hard to do it by yourself if you have that group of people kind of all trying to get back to where they all were because we were all on teams during the summer. Uh, I think that would be really beneficial. So. And so that so you got a group of guys here at Pitt, but I'm sure in your time, uh, you see other guys from other schools experiencing the same thing yeah. as far as some reasons just not falling their yeah. way. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and like I said before, like we all kind of be have to be ready for when that time is to be done. And that's why I kind of have try to have a plan. Of, okay, when I'm done, this is what I'm doing, and try to kind of stick with that because you don't want to be done and kind of like looking around. So that's why it's really to be prepared for you know be prepared to if a team does call you back and you go work out and you sign a team and be prepared to have a team not call you back i think so both sides of that it's just it's all about like preparation just being ready the only thing the, the whole thing is like staying ready so you never have to get ready um so that's why i kind of kind of like that now are you able to watch football nfl football yeah I okay watch it. okay i like i'd rather watch college i like watching pit pit play i like college football a lot um, it's definitely weird watching like NFL football, especially watching the Steelers and all the guys that you were with the whole year. Um, but it's always good, I think now because there's so many guys that play with that pit or in the NFL that a lot of guys are doing good. So it's good to kind of see them get after it. That's great. Yeah, I was wondering if it if it's uh, if it's too tough to watch right now because uh, uh, I should be out there. I want to yeah. be out there. That's good though. It's all it's all good. Especially, I mean, we got, I mean, James on the Steelers, too. It's just, he's killing it this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Former teammate. Held yeah. a pit. Yeah. Held a pit. And year. and so, uh, so you're more than just an athlete. Uh, what other interests do you have? Are you into, are you into uh, art? Do you cook? Are you a chef? So, I, so I, I, I think I'm a chef. I'm not okay. Really <laughs> chef. I'm not really, like, into it, but I think I can cook. Just okay. Enough for me, like, where if I eat it, it's, you know, it's healthy, it's good, stuff like that. But I wouldn't cater like twenty people or something like that. Okay, so but a, a dinner for five. No, excuse me. We'll make it even two, dinner for six. Was maybe, that maybe just being another person? Okay, okay. dinner for two. <laughs> we'll keep it at dinner for two. What's on what's on the menu? Uh we could do well I'm a big breakfast guy, so if anyone likes breakfast I could do breakfast. I like it in the morning, like lunch, dinner, we can have that at all times. Okay. Uh definitely like a chicken parm, something like that, some type of pasta. From scratch? I'll uh, probably just buy the cutlets and just throw some cheese on it. Okay. <laughs> get some sauce, get some spaghetti. Yeah, so yeah. Chicken parm. Yeah, I like chicken parm. Okay. What's, what's for dessert? Uh, 
Maybe just some donuts or some like okay. you know, some muffins <laughs> I can't bake, so I don't know. Matty G, man, I don't know if you're a chef, boss, man. <laughs> it's not me, it's just for me. So I, don't, I don't want other people to get excited. Fair enough. And so we talked about this earlier. Music. Yeah. Uh, so so we found out that maybe you're not a chef, but yeah. you are a DJ, though. I do. I, I, I pride myself on being a, on a good DJ. Um, I probably started DJing, like actually DJing, uh, when I got to pit. So I got like uh, like your freshman year, yeah. Oh, that was early. Okay. So I like I really liked EDM and music in my high school. I think that was a part of the the culture there, kind of like all boys school was kind of like uh, it's always a lot of energy and like that type of music kind of helps with that. So like when I was a freshman, I was so into the music, I was like, let me just try it, and I got like the turntables, like like kind of cheap, like a couple hundred bucks, and just kind of mess around with it, and had like a really big speaker, and then just kind of have like little get-togethers at your place like during college I think that was cool for you being able to control the mood or the environment of a setting with your music I think it's like crazy like in a good way yeah, yeah totally no that's really cool so you use what uh Serato yeah yeah very nice oh you looked at me you yeah, like a like, surprise yeah, I was you surprised a little bit what is the name of this the uh, uh audacity yeah audacity. yeah I know audacity yeah, yeah. so yeah. I saw that earlier I saw the logo I was like okay yeah Serato's good yeah, Serato's good. I have the, um, I have a little DJ app. I yeah. play around with a little bit. Yeah. I'm probably not Maddie G's level, <laughs> but um, what's your what's your uh, DJ name? DJ Four Seven. Four Seven. Yeah, I think it has a nice little ring to it. Cause I believe me, I've been trying to like think of names like forever, like something with my name and just doesn't really go. But like just same thing like with my number. I think especially playing football, whatever your number is, kind of is your brand. A lot of times people don't see kind of like your face, they just see your, your helmet, your jersey number. So I, so I think they have that brand of 4-7. is pretty cool. 4-7. Yeah. 4-7. My DJ name is DJ 2 First. Alright. 2 First. So for the 2 First names, people call me Sean Rob, yeah. the guy with the 2 yeah, First yeah, name. Yeah. Two first. So, so I'm DJ 2 First. Okay, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Now, if I was on a gospel set, I'm DJ Church Boy. Okay. Like, Church Boy! Yeah, That's how I would come on. Right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, speaking of audience, DJ47, you have a reunion of some of your former teammates. You DJing. How you going to intro? What's some of the songs you going to play? Yeah, it's definitely, so it's definitely key to know who your audience is. Uh, but I definitely like uh, Unforgettable, but like French Montana. To, okay, to all right. The first one because okay. it's very, it just kind of gets, gets everyone like involved. It's the feet wet a little bit. Hold a second. Hold, hold that thought. Let me, let me make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, that, that Got it. This is a good one. It is. Can you do the dance? I no. You can. I, I can't dance. I can't dance. I just play. I like. I enjoy it like an other people having fun. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's the next two songs? Where are you going next? So you warm that up, and then you gotta stay relevant with the music. So sicko mode. Ooh. Drink. Okay. Uh, okay. Hold on. So you. Um, there we go. Yeah. yeah this, this is a good one. The um, I'm glad you brought in Drake because you said 30 days yeah. straight you listen to Drake, yeah. so you gotta have Drake as some part of you your, you know, your intro. You have to. This is a great song. And it's three songs at one. Yeah, one. that's true. That's, that's true. Out like a light. Yeah, I think that's, that's a little further than that. <laughs> yeah. So now, so what part of the song would you come in on? Do you know? Probably not this part. Yeah. Might than like this, the second part, or probably just go right into the third one. Mm. 
Yeah, and then uh, last one, what would you go in with? I like uh, Surf is like the final song, except it's like, you know, a couple hours, something like that. I like ended on a high note. So I oh, like, I like uh, ATM. Okay, J Cole. J I'm Cole, a big beats guy. Like I like just beats. Something I like sounds good. Let me let me uh, see if I J Cole. I like J Cole. Yeah. Is it? There's probably another one too you can listen to for whole month. Like, he's got a lot of stuff. I don't know yeah, he does. He does. I think people sleep on J Cole. J, J Cole, nice. Also like Kendrick. Yeah. There's a lot of them you can do. Yeah. Is this how we're going to end it? It would be good. You know, people maybe maybe are leaving and you know, it's a good song to just end on and, and go about your way. There it is. Well, there it is. Well, then we'll let this ride. Maddie G, <laughs> DJ47, thank you for your time. Appreciate your support. Count it. Let's end it. Thank you, boss. No doubt. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside the Play Call. Make sure you stay connected. Our website, orangearrow.org. Twitter and Instagram, at orangearrowpa. And Facebook, orange.arrow. Until next time, I take, you take, we take, a, 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 take aim. Like what you hear? Please help support Orange Arrow by giving any monetary gift. A gift of just $10 will sponsor a life skills playbook for a young student athlete. $35 will sponsor nutrition for an in-class session for 15 student athletes. $50 will allow a young student athlete to attend a fine dining experience. And $100 allows a young student athlete to attend an arts and culture event. Please visit our website at orangearrow.org to donate. Again, that's orangearrow.org, and the donate button is in the right header. Thank you. Hey, like what you hear? Please help support Orange Arrow by giving any monetary gift. A gift of just $10 will sponsor a life skills playbook for a young student athlete. $35 will sponsor nutrition for an in-class session for 15 student athletes. $50 will allow a young student athlete to attend a fine dining experience. And $100 
allows a young student athlete to attend an arts and culture event. Please visit our website at orangearrow.org to donate. Again, that's orangearrow.org and the donate button is in the right header. Thank you.